Unplaced, Chapter 1, Occult. I don't know if I'm dead or losing it or what the hell, but I am definitely not okay with it. I guess I should start at the beginning. I woke up this morning and it was like every other day. Hit snooze a few times, wolfed down some oatmeal, rushed out the door, give a shy little head nod to the cute neighbor on the way out. The usual. Of course, she couldn't be more oblivious to my existence, but I probably have better things to worry about right now anyways. I got on the subway, made it just in time. It was packed, the usual morning rush. I swear I've never had my toes stepped on more in my life. That probably should have been my first clue something was up. Everyone hates public transportation, and nobody wants to talk during our shared misery, so it's not like awkward silence is a new thing. But when you get stepped on six times in five minutes, and no one, not just the stepper, but no one around you acknowledges your excuse me's, or your ows, or your general existence, something is a little off. Of course, I didn't think anything of it at the time, just that there were more assholes per capita than usual today. I suffered through the obnoxious subway ride and heaved a sigh of relief when I was finally out of that tin can and back on the street. By this point, I was running a little late, which meant I was speed walking down the sidewalk like an over-caffeinated soccer mom. Caught the door closing behind someone else into my office building. Got past the badge checker, dealt with more awkward silence and lack of personal space during the endless elevator ride, and finally I was there. Only three minutes late. But but something wasn't right. By this point, the, the frazzled, shit, I'm gonna be late feeling was wearing off, which meant I was a little bit more aware of my surroundings, and even in my relatively small office, nobody was, was making eye contact, or saying hi, or anything. Granted, I'm not about to win any popularity awards here, but you know, people say hi. My first thought was that word of layoffs had come down from the head honchos, but everybody was talking to each other. There wasn't an eerie silence over the entire office or anything. People were just ignoring me. My next thought was that my recent work had been found wanting, and then that the news had made it around and it was just the standard passive-aggressive office politics results. Either way, whatever. As far as I could tell, there was nothing I can do about it now. Except for get my nose back to the godforsaken grindstone. I went back to my desk and that douchebag from marketing is standing directly in front of it. Josh, James, something like that. Very aware that I might be standing on thin ice right now. I, I tried to be polite to him, even though he's one of those guys who thinks he's always entitled to everyone's time and energy. Excuse me. I said, and he just keeps talking. Um, I need to get to my desk, so if you could just... And this motherfucker just kept talking. He was acting like he hadn't heard a word I said, rambling on about the KPI reports or whatever to Carol, like he thought it would get him laid. Even though everyone in the office could tell him that the chances of that are so far gone that lost cause doesn't even begin to describe it. By this point, I was fed up with everything, and just trying my best to not completely lose it, 
I open my mouth to say something more strongly worded than excuse me while he's prattling on without pause. And then he said, your buddy isn't here yet, huh? And gestured to my chair. Carol, completely uninterested in this entire ordeal, glances at my desk for a split second before she replied, nope, guess she's out sick or something, and continued typing away. At this point, I finally lost it and shouted, You idiots, I'm standing right here! My voice echoed off the crappy ceiling tiles and around the cubicles, but nobody did a damn thing. I sighed and pinched my nose and said slightly calmer this time, Okay, if this is an April Fool's joke, it's the best one ever, but it's actually way late and I have work to do, so can we give up on this stupid prank? And nobody does anything, and this is the point where it starts to sink in that something is actually wrong. Nobody has that good of a poker face, especially not Carol. The woman can't even tell a not-not joke without giggling at her own punchline. I, I reached out and grabbed her shoulder and gave it a shake, and she does nothing. She moved. I could grab her and move her. This wasn't a moaning myrtle situation where I passed through her, but it was like she had no realization that her body was moving. She just kept typing away, not missing a beat, and the douchebag from marketing is still still rambling on. And I, I backed away from them, trying not to trip over my own feet in panic, and ran towards the office door. I, I stopped at the front desk to wave my hand in front of our receptionist and shouted in his face, and it didn't, and it didn't make a difference. The phone conversation. He was so engrossed and continued on without interruption or acknowledgement, and I, I barely made it out of the building before I went to full-fledged panic attack mode right there on the sidewalk. We're talking, hyperventilating, sobbing, talking to myself on my hands and knees on the cold sidewalk. The whole time, strangers parted around me like a rock in a river. Nobody walked on me, nobody gave me a solid foot of space, but nobody saw or heard or acknowledged me either, and after a while I cried myself out and the black tunnel vision started to fade and my my breathing even out. And... <sighs> And I just, I somehow made my way back here. And the trip home was kind of a blur, I'm not exactly sure how I did it. You know that space after you have an epic meltdown where you're just kind of, kind of numb and you feel like you watched everything happening from a spot just above your shoulders? That same thing happened when my grandpa died, it was completely unexpected. I answered the phone with no idea what I was about to hear, and my mom asked me if I was okay three times before she let me hang up because I wasn't crying, I just I, I just went blank. Of, of course, once I hung up the phone, I sobbed for the next hour, but after that, the rest of the day, I was just in that weird space in between panic attack and daily life, where you have a buffer that you didn't want or ask for, and you might as well just be walking around encased in styrofoam for all you can see or hear or think. Anyways, it, I guess it's not really relevant. The point being, I made it back home okay, and I still don't know what's going on. I don't even know where to start. I'm, I'm still here. I can still touch and smell and move things. It's just that nobody else can see that, and I don't know why. What do you doodle for this? Why am I invisible? <laughs> okay, 
You got me. I did try that. It's all metaphorical essays about social anxiety and bad poetry and fedora-wearing dudes about not getting laid. No, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm actually invisible, not just to the girl I wish would notice me. To everyone. There's no WebMD symptom entry for I'm not incorporeal, but I might as well be as far as anyone else is concerned. I tried calling my mom. That was before the fruitless doodling. The phone went to voicemail right away. When I left a barely not-sobbing message, the machine kept telling me there was an error. That robotic voice with the same inflection every time, repeating over and over, I'm sorry, your message did not be delivered. Please hang up or press pound to try again. I got through three tries before I threw my phone at the couch and collapsed on top of it. <sighs> what do you do after that? The internet has no answers, and neither does my mom, apparently. That's a situation I'm completely unprepared for. And, I don't know. My first thought, well, well, fourth or sixth or tenth thought after everything else, was that somebody needs to hear this story. I have to document this somehow, and if I stay semi-scientific about it, maybe that'll keep the panic at bay. Like that old anxiety drill. Name the five things you can see, and four things you can hear, three things you can smell, and, and so on. Keep myself grounded so I have a better chance of survival, yeah? And I'm not a writer. Not by a long shot. So I picked up my phone, which was fine despite the temper tantrum, thankfully, and started recording, and here we are. I have no idea what I'm going to do with this recording when it's done. Based on my experiences so far, I'm not even sure anyone will be able to hear it, but... But the recording still seems to be going, and that's the little heartbeat-style line going up and down and up and down, so... At least my phone can hear me! <laughs> if only Siri could give me some answers. Hey, Siri... Tell me why I'm literally fucking invisible. Can you do that for me? Sometimes I feel invisible too, but sometimes I feel too <laughs> visible. Oh my god, not not really, serious. Stop. Anyways, that leaves us, just you and me, potentially non-existent listeners. I'll try and record another update soon to let you know that I'm still alive and holding it together to whatever extent both of those things are true. Stay tuned. I guess. Thank you for listening to Unplaced. If you're into it, we'd love it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes or shared it with a friend. It can really help get the word out, especially in the early days. You can find us at Unplaced Podcast on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, at Unplaced on Facebook, or at unplacedpodcast.com. The narrator is Cole Burkhart. You can find them on Twitter at King Cole Miner or on their actual play podcast, Blue Dawn. The writer and creator is me, Michelle Nicolaison. You can find me on Twitter at underscore shellshock, C-H-E-L-L-E-S-H-O-C-K, like a pun off my name. <laughs> or you can find a rundown of my other projects, of which there are far too many, at michellenicolaison.com. Audio editing, sound design, and music was done by Brendan Hutchins from Podcast Advocate. You can find him on Twitter at Podcast Advocate 
or at podcastplayl.ist slash advocate. You can also find links to all of these in the show notes or on the site. The next episode drops October 27th. We'll see you soon.